This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of my podcast where I'm going to be talking about the big game coming up between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 54. Now, before we get to that game, let's talk a little bit about how each team got here and their playoff path to this Super Bowl, starting with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs beat the Titans and the Texans. Both games were in Kansas City, and both games were in comeback fashion, in which the Chiefs fell behind early by 24 points to the Texans and by 10 points to the Titans at two separate occasions. So starting with that Texans game, like I said, they came back from a 24-point deficit in the second quarter, and they were ahead 28-24 by halftime. And then from that point forward, they never really looked back. And what looked like it could be a massacre the other way ended up being a massacre of the Houston Texans at the hands of Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs. The Titan game, not too dissimilar, not as much of a hole, but they fell behind by 10 points twice. But again, Patrick Mahomes was just too much to slow down, too much to keep away. And eventually he stormed back and won the game very comfortably again. Now, I mentioned before that both of those two games were in Kansas City because the Chiefs were the two seed in the AFC, which got them a first round bye, a home game. And thanks to the Tennessee Titans, who knocked off the one seed Baltimore Ravens, that AFC title game was in Kansas City as opposed to where it would have been, which is Baltimore had the Ravens won that game against the Titans. Now, talking about all these wood of situations, uh, let's look all the way back to week 17 of the regular season for the Kansas City Chiefs. Going into week 17, it looked as though the Chiefs were going to enter these playoffs as the three seed rather than the two seed. What that would mean is that instead of getting that first round by, they would have to play wild card weekends um, against the six seed in Kansas City. And interestingly enough, that game would have been against the Tennessee Titans, which, of course, as I said before, ended up being the AFC title game. But everything changed week 17 when somehow, someway, the Miami Dolphins upset the New England Patriots in New England. Now, the effects of that were enormous. Uh, It looked like the Patriots were going to be the two seed. As long as they won that game, they would have been the two seed. And they would have gotten that first round by. And they wouldn't have had to play the Titans in the wild card weekends of the NFL playoffs. And moreover, it would have meant that if the Chiefs had won that first game against the Titans, they would have had to travel to New England for their divisional game, as opposed to getting a home game against the Houston Texans. It would then be pushing the Houston Texans to have to go to Baltimore and play the Ravens. Now, would the Chiefs have beaten the Patriots in Foxborough? Um, I think they would have. Of course, you never know. But I also do believe that the Ravens would have beaten the Texans in that game in Baltimore. So then it would have set up a little bit of a different AFC title game. It would have been the Chiefs at the Ravens. Obviously, that's not what we got. And who knows what would have happened if that was the game. But it's just crazy to think how the Chiefs' entire road to the Super Bowl changed because of the Miami Dolphins and upsetting the New England Patriots in Foxborough, Week 17, as I think they were like a 16 or 17-point underdog in that game, which just makes it even crazier. So because of that win by the Dolphins, the Chiefs' road to the Super Bowl was a first-round bye, a home game against the Houston Texans, and a home game against the Tennessee Titans instead of potentially 
a wild card weekend matchup with those same Tennessee Titans that they ended up playing in the AFC Championship, and then a road game in New England against the Patriots, and another road game against the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship. Obviously, those two paths look very different. Um, Me personally, I like the Chiefs all year to win the AFC this year. I personally don't think it would have mattered what their path was. I think that Patrick Mahomes would have led them there either way. But home against the Titans at New England at Baltimore would obviously be a little more difficult than home against the Texans and home against the Titans. Now, talking about crazy outcomes of Week 17 that changed the entire look of the playoffs, look no further than the other side with the San Francisco 49ers and the NFC playoffs. Now, the Niners, obviously, their path to the playoff this year, they were the number one seed in the NFC. They got the first round by. They had home field advantage throughout the entire NFC playoffs. Again, we're going to look back to week 17 with the 49ers where they played the Seattle Seahawks. The 49ers won that game, but barely. Russell Wilson had the ball at the end of the game, driving down the field, and actually threw a pass to Jacob Hollister right at the goal line at the end of the game as clock was expiring. And after looking at replays, Jacob Hollister was about an inch shy of that goal line. Now, if Jacob Hollister had scored that touchdown, the Seahawks would have won the game, and the NFC seeding would have looked a lot different than what it ended up looking like. As I said, the 49ers did get the one seed. If they lost that game, they wouldn't have had the one seed. That one seed would have belonged to the Green Bay Packers, and the 49ers actually would have dropped all the way down to the five seed. One to five, that's a really big drop, much bigger so than even the Chiefs on the other side where we were talking about either the two seed or the three seed. So the NFC, it would have looked like the one seed being the Green Bay Packers, the two seed would have been the New Orleans Saints, three seed would have been those Seattle Seahawks had they beaten the 49ers in week 17, four seed still would have been the Eagles, the five seed would have been the San Francisco 49ers, and the six seed would have still been the Minnesota Vikings. So we're talking about the paths of the two different teams, and the San Francisco 49ers, their path was they had the first round by from the wild card weekends as the one seed, and they played the Vikings at home, who they dominated, and then they played the Packers at home, who they also dominated. Now, in the scenario that we were talking about, had the Seahawks beaten them and we had that alternate seeding, which I just laid out, their path would have looked much different. Their path would have been wildcard weekend as the five seed. They would be traveling to Philadelphia to face the Eagles. Now, would the Niners have won that game against the Eagles? Uh, yeah, probably. The Eagles were very banged up at the end of the year, and the 49ers were just a much better team in general. So yeah, they probably would have went on the road and won that game pretty easily, and it would have set them up to, in the next round, they either would have had to play at the Packers or at the New Orleans Saints, depending what happens uh, in that other game between the Seahawks and the Vikings. I mean, the way that they manhandled the Packers in the NFC Championship game, it's hard to believe that if that game was in Green Bay, it would have turned out any differently. But had they had to go to New Orleans and play the Saints, that would have been an interesting game. Yes, they did play in the regular season, which the 49ers did win. They actually played the Packers in the regular season, too, and Don dominated them just like they did in the NFC Championship game. But the Saints game was a much tighter game, very well contested game, 
we all know it's very tough to play in New Orleans, especially in the playoffs. No team really wants to go there. Um, Ironically, it was the Vikings who ended up having to go there. And yeah, the Vikings won that game, which I think a lot of us did not see coming. There were not too many people out there who were picking the Vikings in that game. But yeah, uh, back to the 49ers. Their path would have looked much differently, to say the least. They would have had in Philadelphia, which they probably won, and then either at Green Bay or at New Orleans. And then that final week, they would either be at Green Bay or at New Orleans again, depending on the matchups and what happens. Or they might have had to go at Seattle, who, you know, Seattle played them very tough this year. Seattle played them two times. The Niners and Seahawks split those two games, both very close, rounded out by that Week 17 game that we talked about, which Russell Wilson to Jacob Hollister came up one inch shy of beating the 49ers for a second time and changing the whole look of the NFC playoffs. Now, look, I'm not trying to take anything away from the San Francisco 49ers or the Chiefs for that matter. I did say that I thought the Chiefs were the best team in the AFC and I thought they were going to get here no matter what. And though I personally was not as big on the 49ers as many other people were, I can admit that the 49ers were the best team start to finish, top to bottom in the NFC all year long. They only lost three games all season. One was to the Seahawks. As I mentioned, another was to the Baltimore Ravens, which they lost on a last second field goal. And they lost to the Atlanta Falcons late in the year, which was a very weird loss for them. A team that they definitely should have beaten. But, you know, they only lost that game by one possession as well. So, you know, when you really look at everything that the 49ers did, all 16 of their games, they either won or were right there and could have won. So very impressive resume to say the least. But the point of what we laid out was just the interesting fact that this road for them could have been a lot more difficult than it was. Would they still have ultimately got there? Um, Maybe. But it would have just been interesting to see if they still did. If I uh, having to go on the road to in particular New Orleans and the possibility of even Seattle in the NFC championship game. Even besides that fact, with them getting the one seed, um, I think a lot of people still wanted to see that 49ers-Saints rematch that scored like a million points in the regular season and was a really awesome contested game. The Vikings winning that game in New Orleans wildcard weekend was something that, again, I don't think many people really saw coming. And uh, some people, like myself, feel like we kind of got robbed out of a much better divisional weekend round matchup, which would have been between none other than the Seattle Seahawks, who, as I said, played the 49ers very well. Obviously, in this scenario, that game would have been in San Francisco but would have been a pretty cool rematch. And in the other matchup, we would have gotten the New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers had the Saints beaten the Minnesota Vikings. Instead, we got to see the 49ers absolutely demolish the Minnesota Vikings. And we actually saw the Packers roll over the Seahawks fairly comfortably. It wasn't a blowout, but the Seahawks never really showed much threat of winning that game. But in that other scenario of the Saints beating the Vikings, let's say, 
It would have been the Saints and the Packers, which would have been Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, a game I think all of us kind of wanted to see. And it would have been Seahawks and 49ers in a rubber match after splitting the first two in the regular season. And let's say the 49ers, let's say they did win that game. And let's say that the Saints had beaten the Green Bay Packers. Then we'd be looking at an NFC championship of the San Francisco 49ers and New Orleans Saints in a rematch of the score fest that they had earlier in the year. Now again, this whole explanation was not to take anything away from the 49ers or the Chiefs. I think currently, right now, they are both playing great football, probably the best football that either of them have played all year. They both actually looked unstoppable in these playoffs, considering what they actually did to get here in the 49ers steamrolling both teams that they played and the Kansas City Chiefs falling behind to both teams they played until they looked like, you know, a video game out there with Patrick Mahomes slinging it all over the field and coming from way behind to end up actually winning by a mile. Again, these are the two best teams. It's just interesting to look back sometimes and see what it would have looked like had a few minor things changed. And these minor things that were being predicated in particular were those Week 17 outcomes of the Dolphins beating the Patriots to give the Chiefs that first round bye and the two seed rather than being the three seed. And that nail-biter right at the end between the Seahawks and 49ers, which locked up the one seed for the 49ers. And had they lost, they would have been the five seed. Big difference between being the one seed, getting that first round bye, having home field advantage, to being a five seed, not having a bye, and most likely having your whole path to the Super Bowl be on the road. But nevertheless, here we are. We have the Kansas City Chiefs. We have the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm really excited about this game. The 49ers run the ball just as good, if not better, than any team in football. The only team in the regular season that ran it better than they did was the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson and company. But so far in this postseason, the 49ers run game has looked unstoppable, really. The Vikings had no answer for it. The Packers had no answer for it. Kyle Shanahan calling the plays just just ran the ball down their throat time and time and time again. Jimmy Garoppolo in this NFC Championship game against the Green Bay Packers threw for less than 100 yards. He only threw the ball eight times, but they still dominated the game and scored a bunch of points like they kind of have been all year. And it's not just one guy that they have that they run it with. In that game with the Packers, it was Raheem Mostert who ran for over 200 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, The week before that, against the Vikings, it was Tevin Coleman who did most of the damage and scored most of the touchdowns that game. And they even have a third guy in Matt Breida, who many times this year, and especially earlier in the year, was their lead back as well. So they have three different guys who they can run at you, and all three of them will. Uh, Kyle Shanahan likes to kind of stick with the hot hands in the running game. He'll kind of distribute the carries and then go with what's working. And then off of that running game is where they like to set up uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in the play-action passing game with Debo Samuel and George Kittle and even Emmanuel Sanders. So it's a dangerous offense. Uh, When you can run the ball like that, you can play with anyone and you can beat just about anyone. Kyle Shanahan actually said after the game when they asked him, why did you just keep running it and, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo only throwing eight passes? And I thought his response was perfect. He simply just said because it was working. He's not trying to get too creative 
right now. He's not trying to get too fancy right now, even though his running game is not your typical running game. It's very exotic. There's a lot of motion in the zone blocking scheme. It's very different than this usual ground and pound type running game. It's a very different look that defenses that haven't seen it before can have a little bit of a hard time figuring out what's going on, especially pre-snap. And again, that's by design. But yeah, back to Shanahan's response. He's not trying to reinvent the wheel over here, okay? The running game was working in both games. The defense didn't have an answer for it, so why get away from it? He will run it and run it until you show him that you can stop it. Until then, he's just going to keep running the ball. So that's going to be the challenge for the Chiefs, right? Are they going to be able to find a way to slow down that dynamic running game of the San Francisco 49ers? They did against Derrick Henry in that AFC championship game, which was the big matchup everybody was looking at there, right? Can Derrick Henry again rush for over 180 yards and go right down the Chiefs' throat and give them a game? He was not really able to do that. He had some success early in the game when the Titans did jump out to their double-digit lead, but kind of as the game went on and how Patrick Mahomes dictated the scoreboard in that game. It kind of seemed like the Titans got away from the run a little bit, and maybe Derrick Henry was a little worn down after the amount of carries he's been receiving over the past few weeks. He's been a true workhorse, but you got to give the Chiefs defense credit. They slowed down Henry when people started saying that no one was going to be able to stop Henry because of his size and his running style, but the Chiefs did. Now, that's going to be their challenge in this Super Bowl against the 49ers, is can they slow down that running game? Because if they can't, I think they're going to have a really tough time if they can't get the ball back into Patrick Mahomes' hand and really slow that running game down a little bit. The Chiefs' defense as a whole is not a bad defense. They're not a great defense like the San Francisco 49ers' defense. They have some pass rushers. They have some playmakers in the secondary. And I think they're at their best when they are stopping the run. If they can stop that run and let their pass rushers go to work and have guys like Frank Clark coming after the quarterback, and then on the back end they have guys like Tyron Matthew kind of a ball hawk can really make some plays that's kind of when that defense is at their best but when a team can really just run it right down their throat I think is kind of where they struggle um again talking about the Titans the Chiefs did play the Titans earlier in the regular season with Derrick Henry and company and the Titans actually won that game and they won that game exactly as I outlined they just ran the ball over and over again actually scored, I think it was 35 points, it was somewhere in the 30s, and they beat the Chiefs. I think that is the blueprint to beating Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to keep the score low. Um, I don't think that's really going to happen, no matter how good that Niners running game is and how good that Niners defense is. Patrick Mahomes is just so good and so special that he's going to score points. You're not going to shut him out, no matter what your strategy is or what your approach is he's going to find ways to score some points you're going to have to also but that doesn't mean you have to try to keep up with him in the passing game you can shorten the game you can play some defense you can run the ball and i think that is going to be the exact strategy that the 49ers use in this game against the chiefs and that's not to say that jimmy garoppolo can't make some plays through the air He hasn't yet in the playoffs, but I think that's more so because he hasn't had to as opposed to that he can't or anything like that. 
they've been running the ball so well, Garoppolo's had to do such a minimum. But throughout the season, he's had some big games through the air with his guys like George Kittle and Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders. Then even the backs, Mostert and Coleman and even Breida are very good in the passing game as well. Uh, they will run their screen game. They will get to the flat. And I do think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than he's looked in these playoffs so far. Again, he hasn't looked bad. He just hasn't done anything. And I don't think it's because he can't. I just think it's because he hasn't had to yet. But in my opinion, he will against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, he will have to do something if the 49ers are going to want to stay in this game. The running game for the Niners will do some damage, but I don't think that's going to be enough to keep pace with this Kansas City Chiefs offense. So let's talk a little more about the Kansas City Chiefs offense with, of course, Patrick Mahomes, who is, in my opinion, the most talented quarterback in all of football, even at his young age. And he has weapons on offense, in particular in the speed department with guys like Tyreek Hill, as well as his other wide receivers of McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins. It's like a track meet out there for those guys. They're fast. They can all catch the ball. The deep ball is going to be a big factor for the Chiefs like it is in almost all their games. You can play them deep, which some teams try, and then they'll beat you underneath, in particular to guys like Travis Kelsey. You can try to run zone defense. Tyreek Hill is so fast that he will outrun just about any zone defense that you try to throw at him. Then if you try to go to man defense with guys over the top, Patrick Mahomes will go to Travis Kelsey in man coverage all day. So again, that passing game is a handful to deal with. Nobody has shown that they can stop Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs passing game yet. Teams have slowed it down a little bit, but barely. I mean, that passing game is dynamic. And like the 49ers running game has looked, the Chiefs passing game has looked unstoppable. So it's unstoppable running game for the Niners, unstoppable passing game for the Chiefs. Could equate to a lot of points. We'll see. Usually Super Bowls don't score as highly as sometimes it looks like they might. But I think this one's going to be fun. I think this one's going to be a shootout. Um, there's a lot of key matchups, like I pointed out. I think maybe the biggest one is probably the Chiefs run defense against the 49ers run offense. 49ers know they have to limit the deep ball against Patrick Mahomes. Try to keep the score manageable. And they don't really want to have to ask Jimmy Garoppolo to do too much. Again, like I said before, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to do something. I don't think he's going to be able to throw it eight times against the Chiefs like he did against the Packers and still win that game. In my opinion, there's no way that's going to be enough against a team like the Chiefs. But as long as the 49ers get something out of Garoppolo, and as long as Garoppolo doesn't turn the ball over, which I think would be absolutely devastating to the 49ers' chances, um, I think they're going to hang around in this game. Play calling is going to be extremely important for both teams. These are two of the great play callers and play designers in all of football in Kyle Shanahan for the Niners and Andy Reid for the Chiefs. I personally give the edge to Andy Reid in that department just from a sheer experience standpoint. Andy Reid's been doing this a lot longer than Shanahan, but Shanahan does actually have Super Bowl experience as the offensive coordinator, not the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons when they played the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. 
and Andy Reid actually faced the Patriots in the Super Bowl as well back in his tenure with the Philadelphia Eagles, a game in which he lost. So Shanahan and Andy Reid, both in their Super Bowl experience first tries, both lost their game, but I guess it's good to have that experience, even though it was Bill Belichick that beat both of them with his New England Patriots. Andy Reid has waited a long time to get back to a Super Bowl. Andy Reid is a phenomenal coach. Maybe the best, if not the best, one of the best coaches ever to not have a Super Bowl. Yet, he has winning teams every year. I think he has like 15 double-digit win seasons as a head coach, which is great. He had the Eagles in the playoffs almost every year when he was their coach. And now he's had great success with the playoffs uh, with the Chiefs so far to this point in his career with them. I mean, if you remember back to last year's playoffs in the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs were literally one penalty away from the Super Bowl last year. They played the New England Patriots, and on Tom Brady's last gasp on a fourth down play, a play that would have ended the game and sent the Kansas City Chiefs to the Super Bowl, Brady got a second shot because the Chiefs had jumped offsides on that play if not for that offsides call this would be back-to-back Super Bowl appearances for the Chiefs for Andy Reid for Patrick Mahomes and again I always say things can look much differently like let's say the Chiefs did make that Super Bowl last year and face the Rams Sean McVay's Rams and let's say the Chiefs won that game like the Patriots won that game now we'd be talking about the Chiefs looking to repeat in Super Bowl and this Patrick Mahomes dynasty type era would have already started. Currently, he's looking for his first. Obviously, he's very young. Andy Reid, not very young. Uh, Been around a long time, still looking for his first. But again, uh, things could look different had the Chiefs not jumped offsides in the championship game for the AFC last year. They would have been in the Super Bowl. This would be back-to-back appearances for them. And who knows if they'd be going for their second win in a row they at least would be in their second appearance in a row. That being said, you know, thinking of last year's Chiefs team compared to this year's Chiefs team, last year Patrick Mahomes was ridiculous on the stat sheet. Uh, He set all those records. He passed for over 5,000 yards, over 50 touchdowns. This year, though, he didn't have those video game-like numbers of last year. He still had a very good season. Kind of feels like he got lost under the radar a little bit after his injury uh, midseason. And, of course, with the dominance of Lamar Jackson and the special things he was able to do this year, Mahomes got lost in the mix a little bit. By no fault of his, really. He did have a phenomenal season. But the Chiefs as a whole, I personally think they are a better team this year than they were last year last year they were in the spotlight because of that phenomenal statistical year for Patrick Mahomes this year was a little bit different everybody was talking about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens not as much spotlight on the Chiefs uh, not as much hype for the Chiefs but again personally in my opinion I think this Chiefs team this year is more complete more well-rounded and in particular a little better defensively than last year's Chiefs team which again, if not for a penalty, would have gone to the Super Bowl and who knows, possibly even won that Super Bowl. Now they get that opportunity this year against the 49ers with, in my opinion, a better all-around team than they had last year. 
and uh, a golden opportunity now to get Andy Reid his first ring, Patrick Mahomes his first ring, and uh, let's see if they can get some kind of dynasty rolling if that does happen. A little bit different for the 49ers. They were one of the worst teams in football last year and had been for the last about four or five years in a row now. But now with a full season out of a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan calling the plays and kind of everything coming together for them this year. Here they are looking to start a dynasty of their own. Actually, you know, interesting little fact about Jimmy Garoppolo. This would not be his first Super Bowl, be his first as a starting quarterback, but Jimmy Garoppolo actually already has two Super Bowl rings as Tom Brady's backup over in New England with the Patriots. Do they count? Of course they count, but I'm sure he wants one as a starter and would appreciate that ring a lot more and in a different light as the starting quarterback of the 49ers as opposed to the backup quarterback for the New England Patriots. And as his career in a starter, Jimmy Garoppolo, all he's done is win. He has a phenomenal win-loss record. In less than 30 games, he has more than 20 wins, which is very impressive for a starting quarterback. And obviously this is going to be the big one for him. Nobody really talks about Garoppolo as an elite quarterback, if you will, like someone like Patrick Mahomes. So I'm sure he's really excited at the opportunity to get to face someone like Patrick Mahomes and hopefully beat him and, you know, maybe get his name up there in the conversations with those elite class of quarterback, if you will. While on the other side, Patrick Mahomes is already in that elite class of quarterback, and he's looking for one thing only in this, and that's to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback and potentially a Super Bowl MVP quarterback if he does win this game. That would be a pretty likely scenario for him to be the MVP of it because that whole team does run through Patrick Mahomes. But the MVP doesn't really matter. He just wants to win that ring as young as he is. He's younger than Aaron Rodgers was when Aaron Rodgers won his first Super Bowl. And many thought when Rodgers won his first, he would go on some kind of streak or dynasty or he'd have more than one like he does at this point in his career. Uh, Unfortunately for him, it hasn't worked out that way. But Patrick Mahomes can get started on something really special here. Uh, If he can get his first at this young age, he already has all the statistical, all the look of everything of an elite quarterback. And uh, to get that ring and get it this early at such a young age could really be setting up for something really special, um, a really special career for this phenomenal talent that is Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, there's a lot of interesting storylines here with the coaches, with the quarterbacks, the Super Bowl ring scenarios, and a great running game versus a great passing game. A very good defense against probably the best defense in the NFL for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. The best passing game in the NFL for the Kansas City Chiefs. The all-around best offense, in my opinion, with the Kansas City Chiefs. One of, if not the best running game for the San Francisco 49ers. This has all the makings of a great game. A great Super Bowl. Uh, Both these teams have a lot of strengths, not too many weaknesses, so it should be really fun to watch. And with all of that said, I'm going to make my personal prediction on the game. I am going to go with Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. I think it's going to be a little higher scoring than most Super Bowls we're used to seeing. And let's say maybe a score of 30 to 26 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes and company, my prediction to win a Super Bowl 54. 
but as a huge fan of football, of the NFL, I think this is a real treat for me, a real treat for all of us in this matchup that we get, in this game that we get to see, because I really do think it's going to be a good one, and I'm really looking forward to that. I hope you are as well, wherever you're watching, however you're watching. I'm sure you will be watching this Super Bowl. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. I'm picking the Chiefs. Good luck to whoever you're rooting for or whatever you're rooting for in this biggest sporting event of the year, the Super Bowl, as it is every year. Again, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening, and I hope you tune back in soon. Good luck and enjoy the game.